0: Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for Common Sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katz and Rita Cosby. Standing for truth, justice, and the American way. Bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katz and Rita Cosby.
1: Well, we have so much news today. We, you know, uh, we're losing crap. I mean... This is the number one show at five o'clock. We got more news than than anybody i I even joke about it, but it's not a joke. It's true even the k g b and the c c p Dial in to find out what's going
2: on. By the way, I don't blame them. I would too. I mean, this is a good source of information, John. Good source. You hear it first here. There's so many things going on. You have any breaking news, Rita? Yeah, I want to uh, some big news. breaking news. Still ABC. And obviously, John, you know it's really sad. Uh just giving an update to everybody, at least one dead, dozens injured after a bus carrying Long Island High School band members overturned upstate New York. Uh, About 25 to 30 passengers. The the bus went down an embankment. Oh, my God. Yeah, so we'll keep you guys all posted. How sad is that, John? Yeah. Really? really The kids died? Uh, One of the kids died, and it looks like many of them are in the hospital in very serious condition. Um, um, This uh, came from, it is the Farmingdale High School band. um, And they were going to, they were coming from a band camp in Greeley, Pennsylvania. They were in, uh, Orange County, and the, this is just horrific. It went down an embankment off, uh, I 84. So, of course, our thoughts and prayers with everybody at this point. Wow. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. In the studio with us, we have, uh, two common sense Democrats. We have Judge Richard Weinberg. We have Governor David Patterson and a common sense Republican. And we have Ed Cox, the state chairman of the, uh, and, uh, he was the, uh, President Nixon's son-in-law.
3: That's true. See?
1: 52 years man. 52 married. years, man. Yeah. Like, God. Wow. Now, so many, so many things happened in the state, uh, in the last, uh, uh, 24 hours. Governor well, Hochul signed a bill, uh, allowing mail-in ballots. I mean, they needed an extra 10,000 ballots of something. Yeah, early, early mail-in <laughs> and, ballots.
4: <laughs> and 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 uh what else happened there's Somebody... another there's another bill that's on her desk with signature which is putting all the local elections the same even number of years as the uh the as assembly the, presidential, the congressional yeah. presidential okay
3: with the first one early so, ma- early mail in ballots unconstitutional under the state constitution
1: how can she sign it, something that's unconstitutional
3: well she sure yeah, she can she sign it, it and, and we challenged it we are in court already challenging it
1: and uh, what was the other thing? There was well, five well, five the, gangs. the other mm-hmm. thing,
5: John, if if you, the, re, the reason it would favor uh, Democrats, and I'm a Democrat,
1: but
4: honestly, about putting, the, the, the local elections. Moving in, it to the even right. number here. If you're here, losing an
1: election, you call up Philadelphia, send me up another 10,000 ballots. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Now the problem is it gets buried at the uh, the local so elections get buried at
5: the very bottom of the so ballot. So local issues no, 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 diminish. No, no, you
1: not allow the governor to finish. Well,
5: actually uh the chairman speaks for me. It, it, it because it's now at the bottom of the ballot, when people start voting, they tend to vote the same party. And uh so that would be how they would save the uh in the counties and the and the odd numbered years where it's It's more pronounced on the ballot and you tend to know who the candidates are. This would be a way to kind of put them in with the presidential race, the gubernatorial race. Uh, One of the U.S. senators is usually running. By the time you get down to them, the person's probably picked the party and is voting the party. And the advantage goes to the
4: governor and Mr. Chairman, the advantage goes to the Democratic Party. Because you have more Democrats registered in the state of New York than uh, Republicans.
3: That's where I started. That's right. Okay. And okay. unless you're upstate in a Republican area, and uh, you go down ballot, and uh, the, you know, people Republicans and, will and vote. By the way, so vote. The,
1: the big items, mail-in ballots, I think is wrong. If it's hey,
2: I think people should get up and go to the, the, the vote. I don't know. It's my opinion. Yeah, I yeah? do too. Or or at least. My advice is the Republicans should have done it last go-round, obviously. You, have, you do the best with no, whatever, whatever you're telling You know what I would support? If they
1: had extended uh, voting, let it do it Friday, Saturday, Sunday,
2: Monday, Tuesday. Give a few days is your Give point. it a few yeah. days.
3: Uh, we are all for vote early if you have early voting. You have to. You, you cannot to. rely on no, people true.
4: showing up on voting exactly. day. You no, know? No, I mean, but they, the chairman's right. The problem is the state constitution only allows... Absentee ballots under very limited circumstances: you're out of state or you're ill. You just can't put it on will and nilly, and that's what this bill does.
1: And, and, is the appeals court, is the courts in New York State voting uh, with common sense now, or, will, or have they stacked the ballot?
3: They certainly were voting with common sense. What yes. they did with redistricting now, they have been restructured. They've got a so-called progressive chief judge, and we'll see what it is when these cases get up to the highest court. And there's another piece here,
4: too. They've also limited the jurisdictions, the venue where lawsuits can be filed. So, which will also tilt against the Republicans. They and real quick, as well. When yeah. could
2: we know, Ed? When, when would we know? Because obviously the clock is ticking. Well, f- probably f- in
3: six f- months when the first cases get up there.
2: Or uh, November 1st. <laughs> Let's
1: hope <laughs> and, not. And <laughs> what, what is going on with the law about changing districts?
3: Changing districts yeah all the redistricting yep the redistricting, redistricting the, oh, the redistricting oh, yeah, on redistricting that that's <laughs> that's going to go before hearing in mid November and a decision in December on that by the highest court in New York state the court of appeals we'll, we'll so see much. we'll see what and happens now
1: Uh, Who do we have? uh, I I heard he was picketing. Yeah. Who do we have
2: on the uh, radio? (laughs) We have uh, the picketer himself, uh, Professor Alan Dershowitz. You're out there, I understand, in the protest line today. You're at the Regency Hotel near the U.N. Fill us in, Professor Dershowitz.
6: Well, I'm not picketing. I'm speaking. I'm speaking in support of Israel and against the rabbis, these rabbis who have gone to the U.N., and picketed Israel in front of the U.N. You know, there's a an old Jewish tradition that says that when Jews complain about other Jews in front of world leaders, that is uh, one of the highest sins, and that's what's going on today. People have complaints about Israel. Okay, you voice them in Israel, or you voice them involving, you know, in front of the uh, embassy of Israel, but you don't voice them at the United Nations.
2: Yeah, yeah, you join the Iranian, uh, the, you know, Iranian resistance group. Don't go up against the rabbis right yeah, now. Well, what is know? this about? Right. They, they
1: arrested the Israeli ambassador to the United Nations?
2: Yeah, that was a wild one. Did you see that, Professor Dershowitz? It was, it was, it was, it was one of the first days of the UN earlier this week. Um, the ambassador goes in the well of the United uh, Nations General Assembly and he held up the picture of the woman, right? The woman who was killed, you know, who was killed, who was wearing for the, who wasn't wearing the hijab, started the uprising and they booted him out. So far, the only arrest is the U.S. ambassador. The only uh,
4: arrest in the history of the United Nations.
6: Well, you know when when wow. Ahmedinejad spoke at the United Nations, I led a protest and walked right up in front of him and said what I thought of him, and they took me out too. But <laughs> uh, you, ar- <laughs> you weren't arrested. You weren't arrested. Well, I actually was arrested in Switzerland oh. <laughs> once protesting, but. uh I, I managed to reach somebody in the White House who got me out. Whoa. Oh, wow. Uh,
3: you,
2: you know, I want to get to but, um, uh, Garland uh, because yesterday, I, uh, Attorney General Merrick and, and Garland. We specifically uh, called you,
1: Professor, on here because you recommended him for the Supreme Court at one time, and yes. I want to know if you would do it again.
6: Uh-oh. Yes, I think he'd been a good justice. I think he's in the wrong job. Uh, he's not really a. A person who's involved in politics, and he's not involved in day-to-day aspects of the Justice Department in terms of prosecution. And he has an impossible role to play. He said yesterday in his testimony that I am not the president's lawyer. Well, you know, that may be technically true, but he is the president's political advisor in the cabinet on legal matters. And as a result of that,
7: he has
6: a dark conflict of interest when it comes to prosecuting people because prosecuting and not prosecuting have political ramifications and no human being is capable of separating in his mind and in his actions that which is supposed to be political from that which is supposed to be nonpartisan. Well,
2: you know, Professor Dershowitz, though, and and with, you know, I love you, Professor Dershowitz, I, I found him. I found him, I use the word pathetic and a number of other people said that. I've seen a lot of testimony. It was unbelievable. There was one moment where he was asked, um, did you speak to the FBI director about basically your boss's son, Hunter Biden? I can't recollect. I can't, uh, I mean, no. I mean, come on, you there know, are a lot
6: of great, there are a lot of great judges and justices who could never withstand being questioned. Um, if he had been appointed to the Supreme Court, and confirmed to the Supreme Court, nobody would ever have seen him again, except asking questions, not answering questions. So, um, you know, he would have done a decent job as a justice, I think. And I thought he would do a good job as attorney general as well, because he's not political. But this has become such a partisan issue. Such Look, they didn't ask him the most important question. The most important question was, why don't you appoint the special counsel to investigate President Biden and his relationships with his son, his relationships with Ukraine. Yeah, there's that's so a much great question out there. Yeah. And if I were Biden and I were innocent, I don't know if he's innocent or guilty. No, none of us knows that. But if I were him and I were innocent, I'd be the one asking for a special counsel to clear the air. Because right now, there's so much smoke. There's so much inference. Yes.
5: If he's innocent, let an objective special counsel I agree. clear his innocence. Governor now, David Patterson. So, uh, Alan, I think that you really cleared it up for me because I was watching yesterday trying to think of why he couldn't simplify his answers more. And and, yeah. and you should, whenever you say, I don't recall, probably 95% of the time, it's just that you don't want to answer the question. And that happened to him a few times. And then there were times when he kept saying he promised the Senate and the Congress that he wasn't going to interfere. But he does have a role. He is the head. He, uh, i mean he is the attorney general and he seemed to yeah. walk away from his responsibility there and it and it it, it came off very weakly and i, I uh,
6: agree with you i agree with you i think it came off very weakly he has an impossible job he has an impossible job it's a fr- schizophrenic job the chief political legal advisor to the president whose job it is to help him get reelected on the one hand. On the other hand, he's the attorney general of the United States, the chief prosecutor. On the third hand, he's not involved in these cases because he's appointed the special counsel. Now, can anybody juggle the balls that way? He didn't do a particularly good job. No, he didn't. imagine anybody doing a really perfect job. It's an impossible role to cast him in. You
5: know what and, I thought, oh, Professor I, Dershowitz? I totally, oh, go, I, go ahead. Go I, ahead I totally agree with you. I'm just saying that I was surprised... It seemed to me that even when he was trying to communicate a point, that he just wasn't getting the point across.
2: Well, and he couldn't even you answer know? a basic question. There was a time where they said, do you have a problem with crime on the rise? Uh, the answer is, uh, yeah. And he was like, oh, uh, uh, I mean, uh, I was waiting for that. Is, is today, Wednesday. Uh, 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 I mean, come on. You
5: know what? When you're giving testimony, if you can give the people who obviously they're trying to take his head off. But if you yeah. can give them something, then you look a lot more credible it was as if if they said to him are you sure today's wednesday he wouldn't have to answer the question yesterday
6: yeah no i think that's right i think his advisors did not do a good job in preparing him for this as well he should have been able to answer some questions categorically yes categorically no but he vacillated i think you know he he was threatened with perjury and contempt uh and you know it threw him off his game but uh he is not an articulate defender of the role of attorney general. Um, But I think he's an honest man. I just don't think he is a corrupt politician, as some people have said. He may not be the most effective politician, but I don't think he's corrupt.
2: But you know what? I do have to, one issue, and I'm not questioning the corruption, someone's integrity. But what I will say, Professor Dershowitz, it came out also yesterday that the only person he really thought would be a good special counsel in this case was David Weiss. Who's the, last, who's person, the, last, the last, person. last person? You should have. You didn't
6: even but, ask him the hard question, though. Don't you know your own regulations? Your own regulations prohibit you. But also, but also, he would be the last person because he has no, to invest, Alan. Yeah, because
4: Weiss has to investigate himself and why the yeah, deal yeah. was offered.
6: Also, you have to know that Delaware is the single most corrupt state in the union. Everybody in Delaware knows each other. It's an inside game. Yeah. cooking. I Uh, lost in
1: Delaware court one time. I can testify
4: to that. (laughs) (laughs) And
6: and the idea that you appoint somebody from Delaware to investigate the son of Delaware's most prominent citizen raises really serious Right, who wants to go back back to Delaware, right? Right. They should have gotten somebody from Arizona, from Montana, <laughs> somebody who's never been in Delaware and never
1: wants to be in Delaware. Very good, Alan. Alan Gershwitz, we love you. Thank I you. I'm and, on my uh, way to speak. All right. Good okay. luck. Thank you so good much. Luck. And uh, right now, we also have Nicole Magutakis on the uh, on the phone. And uh, what is she uh, talking about?
2: Well, n- Nicole, the huge news uh, that we were just talking about, guys, earlier is this, suddenly, half a million Venezuelans are now going to get temporary status, legal status, and guess what? Expedited work permits. Uh, Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis, you can't make this up. Hey,
8: hey guys, yeah, I mean, so today, uh, the Biden administration made this announcement and you know, the issue is, think about this. New York is such a diverse uh, city, right? We have people from all over the world. We have people who are here that have been waiting in line, done everything right. They've been waiting years to get either a green card or work authorization, uh, extension. Uh, and, and now these individuals will essentially be cutting the line. And I just found out from the U.S. Uh, citizens office Citizenship Office that they're actually working with a last-in first out approach, meaning they're taking in the applications that have come in over the last 21 days first, then they're working in from the people who've got here last to the people that have worked their way back. So that means I've got constituents who have been here. They've had work authorization. They've lost their work authorization because it's ended. They're trying to get it renewed, and they're being put at the back of the line. It is not fair for all those individuals who followed the rules and did everything right. I feel for the Venezuelans. Believe me. My, my my mother's a Cuban refugee. And just like the Cubans, the Venezuelans are fleeing socialist dictatorship. Okay. They are fleeing exactly what AOC wants to bring to America. That's what they fled. Nicole,
1: it's Congresswoman Takis, you're a hundred percent right, but you want to know something? Nobody gives a crap. That's the problem. You know, well,
8: it's really, it's, you know, and, and I I think the people that do care, though, John, are the people who, they don't know what's happening. No, you're right? no, 100% right. About. I agree
1: with you 100%. Show. I, but, but the, the, the president has, has a right to do that, and he did it. And uh, uh, what I'm objecting to or not objecting to is, are they going to vet these people? Are they going to give them green cards, or are they are going to give them a... Uh, 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 but are they going to check and see if they just came out of the... Uh, Uh, venezuelan jails or where did they come from
8: well look john we we had a hearing on this yesterday with homeland security and they told us straight out the sheriffs that were from arizona that are right on the border communities that they are not vetting these people appropriately as a matter of how do you vet them if they're coming from iran or if they're coming from countries where we don't have a good relationship who are we checking to their background with. yeah and, and President point. Biden
1: uh, last week goes to Alaska on, on September 11th and uh, and shuts down more uh, oil patches there. And uh, the price of oil went to $96 a barrel. Uh, and uh, uh, there's going to be more inflation. And then uh, I understand yesterday he uh, he says
4: on New Mexico. What did he do in he's New Mexico? Gonna cut, he's going to cut off and uranium for uh, the, the next 50 years. So they did it in Arizona, now they want I to mean, do it. How are you going to have alternative is, energy but listen, without I, uranium? I, I told one of my best friends, uh, I won't
1: mention last name, Dennis, and you know who I'm talking about, uh. Oh, should I mention uh, it? You know, <laughs> no, 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 has, no. I, I could hand. mention it said to uh, Listen, I don't, I, I don't, you know, I don't hate anybody. I, I don't want to hate President Biden, but I, his migrant, uh, he's created a crisis in that. And and and, the, and and his war on the oil industry has raised prices to such a degree, such a degree where it's making the American the poor poorer, and it's making you know our uh, heating oil. I had a heating oil meeting this morning on one on one of my companies, and the heating oil is up to like three and a half dollars a gallon. It's making the poor poorer. It's making the middle class poorer. And you know where the money is going? Venezuela. It's going to Russia. Saturday, yeah. Venezuela. Right, right. Uh, you know, the OPEC nations. You know, I mean, enough is enough. Uh, you know, uh, Nicole, um, any comments?
8: <laughs> it's, it's your <laughs> interview. It's <laughs> your <laughs> interview. Right you right never right. knew that, Nicole. It's John your interview. Fired up. It's I not our interview.
1: It's your interview, Nicole. You
8: have the right to speak. You get, you get it back, Nicole. <laughs> I don't know. I, I seem today like I can't get a sentence in. But look,
0: I, like, oh, <laughs> I, get, I get
8: emotional once it, in a while. It, we love it. <laughs> John's very passionate, but 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 look, the, the bottom line here is we are seeing the destruction of our country by the Democrats, and we are doing everything we can to try to stop them. And you guys know I have five lawsuits out there to try to stop all these crazy things from happening—from our schools from being taken over for migrant shelters, from our federal parks from being taken over for migrant shelters—to stop the non-citizen voting. So you say to the once, Democrats, uh, I, if
1: if if, if uh, Governor Patterson was still in charge, he wouldn't do that. So I, why don't you say specifics? Now you know President Biden in this
8: White House. Well, look, it, it, look. President Biden created this mess. We know it. We need him to undo the executive orders. He won't do that. So what do we need to do? We need Schumer to pass our border security bill. That is what we're leveraging in this entire uh, funding. Fight that we're having right now in Washington. Paul Schumer's of office. That, we, okay. need, we need a new president next year. It's the only way we're going to stop it. People have to recognize they can't keep voting in these people that are using our tax dollars against us. Yeah, you can't. 100%. You can't.
1: Nicole, we yeah. love you and thank you for standing up for uh, the people of New York, the people of the United States, and we'll, t- we'll catch up with you again real soon.
8: All right. Keep that passion, John. Yeah, right. we love it. We love it. Nicole, thank you Can I, can you. I, can I take Marsh. a break?
1: No, yeah, we're right. taking a break. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's got, interrupt uh, them. Let's interrupt And him. we're <laughs> going to come back after the break. We're going to hear from uh, Judge Weinberg. And then we're going to go to KT McFarlane because the the Iranians have $6 billion. What are we going to do? Go to a break.
0: A common-sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC.
2: And we are back here on Cats and Cosby. So much going on in the U.N. And a a bold statement, by the way, coming from Saudi, uh, saying that if Iran gets a nuclear weapon... Well, they're going to get one too. So, uh the stakes are pretty high. But some people in New York got uh, well, you know Well, that's right. Uh, Saudi
1: Arabia has nuclear. They haven't taken delivery of them yes. or they paid for them and they're someplace. I don't know. My security clearance doesn't go that high.
2: Maybe we can give them $6 billion, right? That might help things. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, we we'll give $6 billion to Iran. They can buy it. their own nuke. Uh, what a mess. Let's, let's go. go to KT. Yeah, let's go to KT McFarland, Deputy <laughs> National Security Advisor. KT, we love having you on the show. You know, this it is really getting scary out there when you see the stakes and where things are headed. And then we had the Iranian president sitting there, to, I couldn't believe it, this week, saying – yeah, we can basically go after Americans. We got them on a hit list and we're going to kind of keep on going. This is amazing, KT. Yeah,
9: and, and the problem that the, that the Biden administration and the Obama administration before it just didn't understand is that the more you give in, in this instance, the more you know concessions you give and the nicer you are, the more they take advantage of you. And, and that is particularly the case with Iran. So Iran now is getting basically a billion dollars for every five American hostages they snagged. And as a result, Iran is going to use that five, now six billion dollars, to, re- to rebuild its terrorist activities in the region, to go after Israel, and certainly to help its nuclear program. You know, the American government said, the Biden administration said, well, we're going to pay this money for hostages, and we'll throw in a few extra Iranian hostages in the balance. We'll get American citizens back. And the money we're giving them is really kind of theirs anyway. It's their money anyway. Yeah, it's their money anyway. We're going to give it to, they're going to use it to, you know, buy food for children. Yeah, but there's no company. way to
2: check that, and you know that, KT, no. right? No. I mean, of course. No no, 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 it's their money. No, 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 that's a fact. No, it that's is. No, no, no. I'm not disputing it. What yeah, I am saying they is, spend it? they're claiming that they will only release it, that they still have control, that the U.S. still has control in the and the world community, and they're only going to release it for humanitarian, and they can check it. Hogwash. That is ah, ridiculous. They yeah, want to help the terrorists.
8: That's.
1: Exactly. they said that
2: they're going to use it for whatever they want. Screw you! America. Yeah, he laughed. So. He's like, in fact, he, uh, the head of Iran, KT, came out and said, "I'll do whatever the heck I want with it." And then they on kicked September the nuclear. 11th. Yeah, on September 11th. Talk about yeah. salting the wound.
9: Yes. Yeah, and and what's happened is now you if you we have a long-standing policy to not negotiate with terrorists for release of hostages because the sad thing is that they'll just go nab some more hostages. And that's exactly what's happened. Iran took an European Union um, diplomat hostage about two weeks ago. So it's it, it a bad policy on all accounts. But I think what's even worse is that the Biden administration, and again, the Obama administration before it, has this love affair with Iran. They're going to allow Iran to have legal nuclear weapons. And as you just pointed out, that means Saudi Arabia and everybody else in the region who have plenty of money. Not to build nuclear weapons. That takes a long time. They'll buy them, and probably Saudi Arabia has already on order nuclear weapons that it could get day after tomorrow if Iran gets nuclear weapons.
1: I saw that movie,
2: <laughs> and it's not a good one. It's it doesn't have a sum, happy ending. the sum
4: of all fears. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What a crazy situation. So, so what can we do, KT? To your point, and John just made this point that a lot of these policies by this Biden administration by the president. Have been so counterproductive to U.S. national security. We're talking about a wide open border. There were 10 to 11,000 people that crossed yesterday alone in one single day. We're hitting record highs. Then we're now giving $6 billion to the mullahs of Iran. Uh, we pull out of Afghanistan, leave, you know, 85 billion there. I mean, what is going on, KT? I feel like we're living an alternate universe. I'm so concerned. Yeah, well, it's America
9: last foreign policy. That's the Biden wow. foreign policy. Uh, <laughs> make sure that Iran's happy. Make sure that we've done the climate change. Even though China, by the way, is not signed up for any of the climate change things. And what John has always talked about, which I think is always worth remembering, it's all about energy. It's all about energy. It's all about energy. The United States has enough oil and natural gas to power the world cleanly, cheaply, reliably, abundantly for for. Our, Several centuries. And yet President Biden is shutting down the American energy industry while he's still allowing China and other countries. They're going ahead with building coal power plants once a week. So it's like let's screw the American economy. America lasts. And let's make sure that these other countries, especially our enemies, are doing really well. I mean, a lot of the money. It's going to be appropriated for the Green New Deal policies is for all these solar panels, et cetera, et
1: cetera. All that stuff's made in China. Governor Washington, Patterson, you had a comment before we take a break?
5: No, I, I just agreed that we have put our priorities in the background next to what's going on now, and we're going to pay for that.
1: Yeah, we're going to – our, our, our country is going to suffer for that. You're 100 percent right. Ed Cox, anything before we go?
3: Yeah, Look, I, for high oil prices, guess what's – President Biden's well, going to do it to get his the re-election.
1: Russians, wait, wait. The Russians need the money. They're reserves. going to a, a, The Russians, pro completely. The, the Russians need the money, so, you know. Yeah, I know. Give them a break. Give them a break. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, except around your election time, then you've got to look well, the Casey gasoline flow. Well, thank McFarland. We love you. Keep fighting for our country, and we'll catch up again real soon. And uh, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back with Dr. Sky What's on the Other Side of the Moon? Well, we got great photos. And- to play me some Star Trek music. Yeah,
8: I was going to
2: say, it felt like it needed some music
8: yeah, in the background some there. Yeah, maybe Star Trek music. Yeah, yeah how
2: about, maybe, maybe the governor knows some Star Trek music. How about, this, how about the South theme.
3: Pole of the Moon, John? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right well, we're going to okay. find out from
1: Steve Cates. We'll have music when Dr. we come school. back. There we go. <laughs> and let's take it.
0: You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. Space,
4: the final
8: frontier. Well,
1: with us today is uh, Steve Cates, otherwise known as Dr. Sky. So, Steve, what is on the other side of the moon?
10: Well, John, good evening to you, Ed, Rita, Judge and Governor. So many exciting things are being discovered here, and actually a spacecraft right here in my state of Arizona called a Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter. It's actually taken a picture, John, of this most amazing crater at literally just about the south pole of the moon called Shackleton Crater. Why is it important? Because this is a crater that they call or surrounded by peaks of eternal light. It's 13 miles across and it may actually be the landing place for future manned missions to the moon. But what's also fascinating about this is part of this lunar reconnaissance orbiter, there's a special camera called the shadow cam. And then we could never see the basis of you know, the basin of these craters, but this camera captures 200 times more light because of reflected light. Now we know what's at the bottom, and it might make a good home for future astronauts. It's exciting.
1: Wow! Wow! That's really interesting. Now, is that near where the uh, the ice was found? So they need ice to, to create a station or, or create Very oxygen? Very much so,
10: John. Absolutely. And we know that the coldest place on the moon. This is a trivia question we ask a lot of our students when I run a class what's the coldest place in the solar system? And they'll say way out there by Neptune or Pluto, the dwarf. It's actually at the south pole of the moon. And that temperature is so incredible. Think about this. Imagine a temperature about 400 degrees below zero Fahrenheit, only a quarter million miles away. But the reason this is important, just to put it in perspective, is that if you're going to land astronauts at that location, you don't want to be in the bright sunlight. So if you go to the bottom of this 13-mile crater, there's a flat area. The peaks around it are in permanent sunlight, so you could set up a solar-powered station. The astronauts could live in a relative ease in a habitated module that's not burning like 250 degrees Fahrenheit when the sun is up. So this is quite exciting, and again, the problem is we have to be able to get spacecraft, one, to afford it to get to the moon, because the Artemis project, one of the government agencies just came out and said it's too darn expensive. We have to cut the cost, so that may push the man landing of the moon back, but it's still exciting.
5: Governor Governor Patterson? Dr. Sky, you've just uh, really corrected me. I always thought that the coldest place in the solar system was on the other side of Mercury because Mercury is always facing the sun.
10: Yes, Governor, you're absolutely right. That was a point that even most people scratch their head today and say, how can something, a planet only 36 million miles from the sun with its heated side, be the coldest place on there. But see, Mercury rotates just like every other object in the solar system. But this is interesting. And again, kudos to the good folks at Arizona State University who've developed this. I've been in touch with them ever since this project was up. It's a small spacecraft about the size of an SUV. And guess what else it's done, folks, out there listening in radio land on this wonderful evening? It's actually identified all of the lunar locations where the Apollo missions landed. You get to see the descent module. Yes, you see the footprints. And you even see the tracks of the lunar rover and I'm sure out there, right, right, folks? That's
1: you mean we really
2: went to the moon?
10: <laughs>
1: he thought that
2: was all made up all these <laughs> decades. <I> thought, <laughs> there are people that are claiming it was a movie.
10: <laughs> well, you're right. You know, you can and watch there is the no movie. Bigfoot, you,
2: by the way. You no, know, <laughs> you can
10: watch the movie Capricorn 1 if you want to uh-huh. be a disbeliever how they supposedly did this in a studio. But isn't that amazing? A small spacecraft, you can see all these uh, tracks of footprints and rover tracks. So I think we went to the moon. Yes. So I'm, I'm going to vote there. One more.
1: We have one more minute. Give us something good for the uh, people out there.
10: Well, here's the thing we always talk on your show, John, and the live sky, and here it is. And we talk with Frank Morano on this. This coming week, we have the last of the beautiful full supermoons. It's called on the 29th. Don't miss it. The beautiful full super harvest moon. I don't know about you, but to everybody out there, don't you think the Harvest Moon is so romantic, so beautiful? Don't miss it. And if you're not going to get to see the Shackleton Crater, at least with your own eyes, you can see an object that we will go to very soon after we did in the 1960s and 70s. A wonderful way to celebrate American technology and other nations that are going to the moon.
2: Well, And by the way, we have a song in your honor Buy here, Dr. Skye. Here we go.
10: The moon. <laughs> Let me Thank play. you. Dr.
2: Sky,
1: thank you, uh, Steve Cates. Thank, uh, thank you. And you're going to be on our Sun- uh, Sunday show. And yes. uh, what are you going to talk about this Sunday?
10: Well, John, we have a mystery of the week. We're going to talk about what might have happened in the biblical story of Sodom and Gomorrah. There's an interesting astronomical twist to this that astronomers are thinking about, and much more at the Dr. Sky Experience right here on WABCRadio.com. Thanks for having me. And Thank guess you. what? Always remember to keep your eyes. Thank you. You're great. Oh.
2: You. Wow. By the way, I feel like Sodom and Gomorrah is just walking down the street in New York I, I every day. Listen, a lot of, a lot of <laughs> mysteries a few thousand years ago. Yeah, he's uh, was so good. Rita, bring in our congressman. Yep. We've got Congressman Anthony D. S. Bazito joining us, of course, from New York. Congressman, really great to have you here. Um, I, I just want to get to a quick thing because we've been talking about migrants and everything else. Uh, did you see this? I know you're, a, you know, former law enforcement, once in law enforcement, always in law enforcement. And, uh, Congressman, they are talking about slashing 75%, up to 75% of the counterterrorism unit. And also overtime for cops to pay basically for the migrants. It seems this is amazing.
7: Yeah, not only. uh, Well, first, thanks for having me. And, yeah, we we actually had a Homeland Security hearing yesterday uh, where we discussed the financial burden that uh, migrants are putting on uh, this country. And we had uh, Councilman Joe Borelli in and he spoke about the fact that uh, they do plan on cutting Homeland Security Uh, in addition Uh, You know, the mayor has called upon uh, 5 percent cuts across the board uh, for many of or if not all of the city agencies. Uh, He plans on doing three of those in nine months, which totals 15 percent. You're looking at a 15 percent cut from agencies like the NYPD, the FDNY, emergency management, sanitation, the building department, all to pay uh, for the failed policies of Secretary Mayorkas and Joe Biden.
1: Also, there's an article out today, and we'd like to find out, 75% cut in, what was it, Judge? It's on the Homeland
4: Security. Yeah, it's
2: Homeland. It's the NYPD uh, Critical uh, Response Command. uh,
4: I, I emailed
1: it.
2: I sent it to John Miller before.
1: Uh, but now, you know, John Miller works for CNN, so uh. so much for that. I want to
4: raise an issue about it. <laughs> <laughs> so much for that. The
2: government right. like that one. The government right. like that <laughs> one.
4: Congressman, it's Judge Richard Weinberg. You're an NYPD. You're a detective. You know as well as I do that one of the great forces to protect this country, national security, came out of NYPD and not out of the federal authorities. There was much reliance by NYPD experts in terms of counterterrorism. Isn't that correct?
7: Absolutely. Following uh, 9-11 and, of course, the leadership of Peter King, uh, another Long Islander, and, and his uh, leadership in the Homeland Security Committee, uh, there was funding provided to the NYPD, and they really have set the bar across this nation uh, for handling homeland security issues, uh, sharing information, intelligence, having uh, members of service from you know the NYPD stationed in almost Every country across this globe. I was just in Israel a few weeks ago, and I had the opportunity uh, to meet with my brother detective, who is assigned to Israel. So and what that what he means does there is make sure that there's information uh, communicated back and forth, and that's in every major city uh, across the globe.
4: So the significance of that, Congressman, is that if you cut the NYPD security apparatus, you're cutting all of our countries and the world's security apparatus. Isn't that correct?
7: Absolutely. The, the NYPD is without a doubt. Uh, the lifeline and the lifeblood of uh, many, much of the intelligence community when it comes to homeland security.
2: You know, I want to also ask you, Congressman D'Esposito, De uh, as we're talking about NYPD. This makes my blood boil, and I know, again, as a former member of the law enforcement, the New York Parole Board just recently freed a 37th cop killer uh, in six years. Uh, it's a cop. It's somebody who uh, killed an off-duty NYPD officer. In a robbery in Brooklyn 40 years ago, a lot of people were saying, oh, don't let this guy out. He gets out and he was a repeat offender even before he killed the cop. Uh, what is going on with our parole board in this state?
7: Well, we've seen it over and over again. And, and I've, I've spent probably the last five or six years as I've been in elected office uh, writing letters to Governor Hochul before her, uh, you know, Governor Cuomo and the p- parole board, uh, especially when it comes to cop killers. I mean, recently. Uh, The parole was up for uh, the killer of Anthony Dwyer. Anthony Dwyer was a a fourth congressional district resident, lived in Elmont, was a member of the Elmont Fire Department, assigned to Midtown South, and was legitimately thrown off the top of a building uh, with only a couple of years on the job and died. Uh, And they're actually thinking uh, and trying to parole this guy, and it just gets worse and worse. And it's more of the pandering that comes from uh, our state legislature and the people that they put on these parole boards Uh, They are not people that are interested in uh, law and order. They're not people that are interested in law enforcement and supporting uh, those in law enforcement. They are, without a doubt, on the side of criminals, and we see it each time they put someone up for parole.
1: Last uh, question, uh, Congressman, and we have to take a hard break. And uh, congestion pricing, Uh, don't you, uh, the people in your district in Nassau County, want to pay the MTA some extra money because they need it?
7: John, I think even with your money, we don't want to pay all that. <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> said. We well sad, you man. live in Nassau County or anywhere on Long Island or anywhere for that matter, uh, this is without a doubt a tax on suburbia. It's uh, a tax on hardworking New Yorkers, and it's people that are local business owners that are going to bear the brunt of this. And that's why we put bipartisan legislation in front of the Transportation and Infrastructure Committee uh, to, to call it out and to make sure that uh, – You know, hopefully no federal funding is used to implement congestion pricing.
1: Congressman D'Esposito, thank you for coming on. Thank you for fighting for the people of Nassau County. And don't let those, uh, you know, whatever.
7: Never never will. Thanks, John. All right. Thank you,
1: Congressman. Thank you,
2: Congressman. And let's take
1: a break, and we're going to come back.
2: We're going to talk about uh, the Democrats pushing for these mail-in voting and what it means to the
5: uh, integrity. No, no. Not Let's Lyons. not do that. Let's go back and talk no, about the No, sky. no, 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 Let's, yeah. Talk yeah. Let's, talk Let's talk
1: about the moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Derek Lyons. I I heard Derek Lyons is an expert on mailing mail-in ballots.
2: I thought. Th- I, I think there were some other people I knew in the twenty twenty that did
5: that. <laughs> oh, Rita, I have a six o'clock meeting. I've got to go. No, no, no.
2: You have to stay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take that break,
1: and we'll come back with Derek Lyons to talk about mailing ballots in. Let's send out an extra million uh, ballots uh, just in case uh, they need them. A few <laughs> extra. You, <know?
2: laughs> you never know. Stay with us, love. Right.
0: It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC.
2: And we are back. I, I think John's got something. Here it is is that don't cry for me Yes. From Argentina. Argentina. yes, I thought so. See, yeah. do I know my... uh No,
5: Rita, it's music to help me run out the clock. <laughs> no,
2: no, 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 We're going to right now, Governor Patterson. Well, who do we have now? <laughs> well, we have a uh, Governor Patterson's favorite guest here of the day and the favorite topic, of course. No, we are talking with the great Derek Lyons. He is the president and CEO of Right, which is restoring integrity and trust in elections, all right? And boy, is that important? He was the former White House staff secretary and counselor to the president under President Trump. And and of course, Derek, first of all, we're thrilled to have you here on the show. Katz and Cosby, great to reconnect with you. And also, um, did you see this? Uh, Governor Kathy Hochul signing a bill. Expanding voting by mail. Uh, how do we keep our, you know, everything in check? I mean, this is the whole mess that happened last time. And now it's like, let's just make it, uh, even more complicated. And uh, Cox vote, is going away.
3: How about
2: non-citizens
3: voting in New York City municipal elections? Yeah.
2: And, and by the way, that's
3: just the start. We and, got another three or four bills that are coming down for her signature.
2: And I'm glad you also yeah, hit absolutely. that because did you see Derek? We, of course, the Let president. Just talk. wait, wait, wait. wait. No, 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 just no, no. No, no, no. I'm passionate. <laughs> Today, just like you, but I want to explain to Derek the reason also because Ed just hit an interesting point because of the voting now that could come into play. The fact that five hundred thousand Venezuelans are now temporarily getting status, they are getting expedited work permits, and many believe they could now vote. All they have to do is election. get a license to drive and, and check the right box. Hey,
1: let the Venezuelans what happens. What happened to their country will happen to our country. If if we don't uh, straighten it out, yeah, Derek, go ahead. Tell us what's going on.
11: Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, thanks, uh, thanks, John and Rita for having me on the show. You know, uh, the voting laws in New York are under an absolute assault from the left. Uh, The attack on the will of the people in New York is uh, unconscionable and brazen. What they've done is they, you know, last year, fifty-five percent of New Yorkers said to their government, "We don't want no excuse absentee." voting in this state. We don't want no excuse mail-in voting in this state. And instead of listening to the people, the legislature in New York turned around, passed a bill authorizing exactly that. Kathy Hochul signed it yesterday, and we immediately sued her uh, uh, in New York state court. All right. This is illegal. This is unconstitutional. Uh, you know, the New York Republican Party, the RNC, the, uh, several members of the congressional delegation, Elise Stefanik, are all backing this suit. Uh, the, the state The state constitution of New York is unequivocal that you can only vote by uh, absentee by mail if you are outside of the county uh, uh, during the election period or if you are sick. Those are the two excuses. No other excuse qualifies, and what they've done is just wipe that out of the constitution. But, Derek,
3: they've got a new progressive chief judge of the highest court here in New York State, Court of Appeals, and specifically it was the Senate that wrested the nomination away from the governor and said, this is who we want. So they, is, well, is that going to have an impact?
11: Well, that's that's right, and uh, we hope we hope not. You know, we hope that, uh, you know, we've seen the, the highest court in New York follow the law, uh, you know, with the redistricting case at least once. We're hopeful that they'll do it again. And we think this is so clear, uh, that the New York Constitution is so clear, it'll be very hard. Uh, for, for them to do it with a straight face. Now, will Democrats do things, you know, that they shouldn't do with a straight face? Absolutely. But we do think we have a very strong case and that the will of the people here yeah. expressed in a referendum, 55%, they really have to be brazen here to,
2: uh, to let to uh, no, I agree. Day.
3: There's something about the Court of Appeals that once you get there, <clears and> you <throat> do the right thing. Uh, let's hope that's what happens.
2: I'm sure Governor I Patterson has a comment. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> don't cry for me, Argentina. Oh. <laughs> where's the music? Give me another five <laughs> or six minutes. Where's the music? Where's the? Where's the music? Actually,
5: <laughs> I, I,
11: will, I will pick. I'll pick up. You know, the the assault on the voting rights in the state is. You know, the New York, the uh, the non-citizen voting that's happening in New York City. We're hoping to put a stop to that. But you see it time and again. The people of New York are speaking and saying, "We don't want mail-in voting." We don't want non-citizens participating in our election. And what's happening, the, legislate, the, 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 the legislatures in the state are saying the exact opposite. It, democracy uh, is, seems to be broken in New York, and we're hopeful that this case will be the first step to bringing it back in line. By the way, Derek, the uh,
2: I have some big breaking news. Uh, Taylor Swift has registered 35,000 new voters. <laughs> uh, but but it's funny. That's what they're putting on MSNBC. But But – it's an interesting point because today they were coming out with all these social media influencers and TikTok. There is this enormous get out the vote machine, a lot of it on social media and Barack Obama was very successful with that too as well. How, how do the Republicans counter that between that and this mail in push and all these things?
10: Well, it's
11: always been a battle between celebrity and the, and the will and the voice of the people. And it turns out there are a lot of, Conservatives in this country, and they need to stand up and make their voices heard. We can go door to door, registering your friends, uh, registering your family, getting getting people involved at the local and grassroots level, and pushing, 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 and reminding people that the elections in this country are the last true opportunity f- uh, for ordinary citizens to affect the direction of their country. And so, whatever's happening up top with the celebrities, that you know, there's, that's going to happen. But real people on the ground pushing hard. Uh, to make their voices heard, uh, and to and to cement their voices in the court system with what we're doing in cases like this is, is what, we, what needs to happen. Yeah,
6: the
3: Democrats want to get rid of the commission on judicial nomination that guarantees, vets, really good, seven very good uh, candidates that the governor has to select from. And I got to say, the Pattersons, David Patterson's father, Basil Patterson and I worked on that commission for years, and he's in that great tradition.
5: Oh, thank That's you. That's the highest court. Oh, wait, and he did say good good something points. in the segment. There
8: was. We, there
5: was. No, we, we when tried to maintain that uh, integrity. And I think, to be fair, both parties at times have gone across that line. And it hurts the whole country. It sure does. It yeah, hurts and people New have York.
2: to have, people have to have confidence yeah. in, in the process, especially right now with all the different, and, and I'm also, just also in general now with COVID. With everything that happened during COVID and all those questions, you got to have faith that that people feel good about this go round. It is so important. Yep. Uh, well, I swore this was Superman show. fly by.
11: <laughs> <laughs> Derrick, the law is a big important piece of that. Derrick, sure. Derek Derrick, yeah. Ryan, thank, thank you, thank you Derek.
1: so much for, for coming on, and and thank Governor you, Patterson, Ed Cox, uh, Judge uh, Weinberg, Rita. Well, it's the end of another day. Wow,
2: what a what an explosive show. Talk about big stuff to talk about, guys. <laughs> and what do
1: we all stand for? Truth, Truth justice and in the American, American way. way. God bless America.